Welcome to the Gospel According to Joe, a story about love, loss, faith, and finding meaning amidst everyday life in 21st century America. This is a space to ask good questions and examine our stories. What does it mean to live a good life? What is at stake in how we move through this world? The decisions we make, the stories we hold on to. It's not about answers. This is a movement of hope and faith born through the act of engaging our questions together. This is my story, but I hope that it might resonate with your story too, and help us to see how much our lives are connected to one another in the one big, beautiful, but messy story of who we are together right now in this world. So again, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. All right, this is 5B, more on do not be afraid. Okay, I wanna take a little bit of a deeper dive on this whole do not be afraid thing I was trying to get at. Maybe get under the hood a little bit. Because there is a lot of anxiety these days. And one of the last things I would want to suggest is that some magic words, even if we can hear them as from God, might simply take that anxiety away. Comfort us? Sure, yes, I hope so but gloss over and simply remove? No, um, unfortunately that's not gonna happen. So, and I hate to do this, but to talk about this more, we've got to address some of this anxiety that I'm talking about, look at it head on. So far I've only hinted at the political divides, environmental or social problems that we face in our world today, but these are also very real. And I didn't even talk about the tensions between us and Iran yet. I mean, did you know that most elementary kids have a sense of what nuclear war would mean for the planet and that whole metro areas can be taken out with a nuclear bomb? Now, maybe I did back then too, but um, kids today, it's not just academic. They have these notions in their head because the danger has been spoken of as a very real possibility in the world right now. And actually, and this is the really tough thing to think about, talk of nuclear war? That doesn't even seem to phase my kids all that much because they are already pretty sure that the planet is likely going to die in their lifetime. So yeah, they are already living with that very real anxiety. And who knows how that will manifest as this generation gets older, assuming they get that chance. So, you know, way to go, so-called developed world. Or as my 13-year-old would say, Yay, us. Now, just to be clear, this isn't an argument about whether or not the science has proven that climate change will end the world or anything, or if it would really be in my kids' lifetimes or not. I'm talking about my kids, our kids' state of mind. They pick up enough to know we are in real trouble, and they internalize it. Kids aren't dumb, they know something is up, and they also know that adults can't seem to get their shit together about it. It's the same thing with school shootings and gun violence. Kids see that, they hear the news, they murmur among themselves and probably understand the level of sickness of our society better than we do. So yeah, this is the sort of heaviness I'm talking about and that I'm thinking about when I sit in my car meditating on what the new year will bring. 
and it is this kind of anxiety that I'm hinting at when I invoke the memory of John McCain and intimate our president and his utter lack of decency. Because the kids pick up on that, too. And it's hard to explain over and over that some people just aren't kind, even people like the president. But that that doesn't mean that we aren't going to be kind. And in fact, it just makes it that much more important that we are more determined to be kind. But there again, kids are smart in these things, and they actually get that pretty well. They know what a bully is and that kindness and togetherness are important in the face of a bully. I just wish they didn't have to feel as though the lions were prowling at the door so often. Now I could go on about political discord or ecological disaster or income inequality, a huge problem in our world right now, but you get the point. And yet, do not be afraid. See, here's the thing. Do not be afraid doesn't take any of this away. No, it doesn't take your fear or anxiety away, and it doesn't minimize it. It's not a command, thou shalt not fear. That wouldn't work anyway. No, do not be afraid. What that actually does is name our reality. It calls it out and tells us that we have been seen. Sometimes it is the messengers, we call them angels, the word just means messengers. In resurrection stories, it is Jesus saying, peace be with you. See, even then it is first an acknowledgement that there might be some lack of peace, some dis-ease in our hearts. So the first thing that the greeting does is simply show us that we have been seen. And actually, in the Christmas story, and this is why I'm still talking about Christmas and what I was hinting at last time, the beauty of these words is that that is what the rest of the story is all about, too. The rest of the story about incarnation, about a baby in a manger, that's all about God saying, I see you. I see you there, humanity, humble and afraid, struggling to get by, struggling to figure it out, to find a way forward, to make sense of things there in a world that doesn't always make much sense. So the story tells us, I see you, and I feel you. I'm with you. I mean, that's what incarnation is all about. It's Emmanuel, God with us. Full stop. That's the story. That's the do not be afraid. So what then of the anxiety? Well, it's not erased. We still live in anxious times, tenuous times, consequential times. But what about faith? What about trust in goodness? What about solidarity? Well, all of these things are increased. What about this idea of a joy that will be for all the people? Well, actually, and this is where it can get kind of strange, but we can see that too right here and now. It's not just something for later. And that's why we hold up and point to the beautiful, the life-giving, the glimmers of hope that abound around us. That's why we look to the helpers, as Mr. Rogers said, and do our best to ignore and move past the scoffers and the liars. Yeah, do not be afraid isn't easy, and it isn't light theology either. Do not be afraid is, I see you, I know you. You're frightened, but I'm with you. I'm for you in ways that you can't even imagine. It's all 
incarnation was ever supposed to be. But the question does remain, can we hear it? Because the noise about us seems only to be getting louder and bolder and some of us are getting lost in it, confused by it, losing our way or doing that white knuckling thing I was talking about earlier, and maybe even joining in the cacophony. And that's why spiritual people, religious or not, Christian or not, they talk about peace, shalom, wholeness. They seek out stillness and quiet. They pause and meditate or pray. They follow the way of that one who was the sign given to the shepherds. They follow the way of that one, a way of peace, humility, welcome. You know them, these peacemakers, these healers, when you see them. And it isn't because they have some goddamn bumper sticker on their car. Because the culmination of the do not be afraid, I see you, I'm with you, actually leads us back to ourselves. When I'm with you grows up and becomes follow me, it's not follow me away from yourself. It's actually follow me back to yourself, back to the babe you are and were. That's the true move of I see you, I'm with you. Let's go back to the place of humility, grace, and peace. And then you too will really see and hear and experience peace and real joy because you have become that which was mirrored to you, which is to say, yourself. You will have become yourself more fully than ever. You will have become yourself transparently before God. But, and I wish this weren't the case. I wish there wasn't a big but at the end of all this. But we still find ourselves simply here, today, Wherever that is for you, wherever you find yourself, whatever daily, perhaps mundane task that lies before you to do, whatever pain or struggle or suffering that you are carrying with you, sickness, loss, divorce, broken friendships, lack of purpose, lack of meaning, we are still here, in it, individually and collectively, carrying our burdens as we enter a new year, perhaps feeling lost, perhaps feeling nervous, still a little afraid, but also maybe hopeful. Also a little more confident, perhaps. Maybe also changed because we do feel that we've been seen, because we have taken the risk to step forward in vulnerability during tough times and acknowledge that we are a little anxious. We are a little bit uneasy about the state of things but then to also realize that when we do so, when we take that risk, make that movement, and it can only be done through an actual movement of the spirit, not just hypothetically in the head. When we actually take that step of risking, acknowledging that we are afraid, then we realize that we are not alone. Because we are, in fact, humble. We are, in fact, meek. We are, in fact, kind, we are gracious and spacious, and we are ultimately, in these meek and mild things, somehow also stronger than we ever knew we were before. It's a paradox. Somehow, do not be afraid. I am with you. I am for you. And eventually, even I am in you, bringing you back to yourself. Somehow, these things become 
that peace that passes all understanding. It becomes we are in this together and we are going to be okay. Because, well, because we know we can do the hard work ahead of us together. The hard work of loving one another despite the noise, 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 noise. Okay, yeah. Again, happy 2020. May this new year bring you life and happiness, peace and joy in new and surprising ways. And may you, if necessary, step into the vulnerability, into the uncertainty, into the anxiety before us and around us and within us. And may you know that you have been seen, you have been heard, and you are not alone. We are in this together and we are going to be okay. Do not be afraid. All right. Until next time. One last thing. If you're enjoying these thoughts, and I hope that you are, please rate this podcast or leave a review on whatever platform you listen. Also, did my thoughts or my story make you think about a friend or family member? Consider telling them about it. And if you want to pass along any feedback or questions to me, I would love to hear it. There's a link right in the show notes on your app where you can leave a voicemail within the hosting platform. Thanks.